0: Uh, the bucket list, though, to steal a phrase from the fire service, I, I look at it more as uh, I'm part of a bucket brigade, right? As I fill my bucket, I get to pour that into the next bucket and so on and so on. I get to share these experiences with my wife and my kids and my friends, um, and I get as much enjoyment, if not more, as a part of that bucket brigade.
1: Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now, let's start crossing it off together. This time, I'd like to welcome my bucket list storyteller. His name is Shannon Henkel, and he describes himself as humble, a dad of a husband and very charismatic. So Shannon, thank you for coming.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah. So tell our listeners, what did you cross off your bucket list?
0: Well, I ran my hands through the sky wing walking.
1: Wow. Okay. <laughs> I have only met one other person that has done this. So, so I have a lot of questions. All right. So what, what was it about wing walking that you said, Oh, I've got to put this on my bucket list. I'm going to, I'm going to, go do this at some point what was going on in your life why did you make that choice
0: you know i think a long time ago there was two things i wanted to accomplish and that was i wanted to run my hands through the sand at the bottom of the ocean and run my hands through the clouds and uh about eight years ago i this came across the computer and i'm like there it is right there
1: so how so? Why did it take eight years? If it, if you saw it eight years ago, I and mean, I know you just did this, so
0: yeah, you know I think it's just a it's scheduling, it's time, mm. time, money. You know it's a it's a lot of scheduling, yeah, to uh, work around. So you know finances and time. I've got uh, a herd of kids and a wife, and we're super active. And I think my where I made my investment each year was my family. And right. you know, it was almost it's 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 an investment in both you know financial and time. And uh, I always felt like my investment was better suited for my family. And it wasn't until my wife really encouraged me to just just do it.
1: Okay, uh, and so, without
0: her encouragement, you know, I'd probably be waiting another year. Yeah. So uh, um, so we did it.
1: That brings me to my next question. So when you told people. I mean, for me, eight years is a long time to like maybe share this with people and get people to like talk, try to talk you out of it. <laughs> so, what was the response of your wife, your kids, family, people you work uh, with when you said you wanted to do this?
0: Yeah. You know, I, my wife, she, we've been married for several years. And I think over time she's gotten to know me. That, like, she just rolls with the punches. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't have any bigger support in my life than, than my wife. She, uh, we both kind of push each other's limits and um, trying new things. And she was, I think she was a little apprehensive, a little nervous, but completely supported me. But I had sent an email out to about 400 coworkers to see if someone wanted to uh, go up with me. A resounding no. <laughs> for sounding, there no no takers
1: <laughs> or that could just be the normal response to emails these days but but yes, I'm sure that people were hesitant
0: no, I got a lot of I got a lot of responses oh but good. they were uh are you nuts? no way <laughs> you know but uh yeah, so no takers on that
1: <laughs> and how would you surprise so kids- in you to my
0: industry? I work with a lot of folks that are you know adventurous and uh yeah.
1: So it was a solo flight. Okay. How'd your kids respond?
0: Well, we're going to take my son up next year.
1: Whoa. How old is he? He'll be 18. So you have to be 18.
0: He's a hundred percent on board. So next year we'll, uh, we'll make another, another trip up.
1: Okay. So walk us through the process of how this comes to be. Like where do you find the, the plane, the service and you know, how do you prepare for actually getting there and doing this?
0: well you know it really started about that eight year ago mark and I'm not even sure how I came across I mean, it was skydiving I, I had done some skydiving and I saw a YouTube clip and I started research and at the time that was the company was a different name and it's the only place in North America and from what they said the only place in the world that does this as a activity unless you're training to do it as a like a career or a stunt right. pilot or something. So, you know, I, every month I'd be watching YouTubes, looking at their website, emailing back and forth. And uh, then again, when my wife said, you know, this is the year, you, you need you need to do it this year. It was a simple email, I told them I was interested. They sent me some uh, information as to why I shouldn't. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, because there's a lot of limitations to uh, physically and, and me- mentally really to, uh-huh. to do this. They send a lot of hey, these. These are the reasons you should do it, and uh they just I just gave them a, a date range, and they're like, "Come on up, we got a spot for you."
1: Wow, <laughs> that simple. I mean... it, was,
0: yeah, it was a simple. It was a it was a simple email,
1: right? Uh, and then
0: they're just kind of reading through, and I'd watched a lot of their videos, so I knew somewhat what to expect, right? Yeah, and then you you show up in the morning and sign a lot of waivers. I'm sure. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then you practice uh, all morning long from about, about eight in the morning till one in the afternoon. You're practicing getting out of the cockpit and climbing up onto the top wing. So it's very choreographed on all your steps, right? Every right. step has to be precise. And you're tethered to a, a, a pretty lightweight wire. And uh, you just get out of the cockpit and you climb up to the top wing and then you seatbelt yourself in. So there's one seatbelt. That goes around a pole, but what they but what they mentioned, but boy, until you experience it, is the uh, the wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they climbed about thirty five hundred feet, and it uh, there's quite a bit of wind from the prop and just from the speed at, at which they're flying. Uh, and then you practice going on the bottom wing, and, and on the the plane, the wings are made out of canvas, so you have to there's very very You have to tiptoe um, with the wind about you know. 80, 90 miles an hour. You're trying to tiptoe across this uh, wing to get into position. So, yeah, (laughs) that was probably the biggest surprise.
1: And when you say you're practicing, you're practicing with the plane on the ground, not moving.
0: That's correct. Yeah, yeah. You do that all morning um, as many times until you feel comfortable. You're strapped in the seat. They show you the choreograph on how to climb up to that top wing, how to seatbelt yourself in. And then how to get back down. And then it's it's really noisy when you're up there. So everything's hand signals or they'll they'll make the plane go left to right, kind of wag the wings a little bit okay. uh, to
1: get your attention. And then, and then you go to the
0: bottom wing, you do that, you practice that a few times, and then uh, they get you geared up and you're off.
1: So you're really in control of like saying, okay, we're moving forward in this process. At any point during the day, you could have said, no, I'm out. but But you, you just kept going.
0: Yeah, so they say uh, that there's a, a healthy amount of people who get there and just during practice, that getting up on the wing, they're like, uh, "No, <laughs> this isn't for me." And then there's people who will get up in the cockpit, and there's hand signals like, "If you're not going to go, you're not going to go." Right? So there's people uh-huh. who get up there and then, and they're like, uh, "This is this isn't my day. I, I'm not going to do it." Uh, which is a you know it's a reasonable
1: decision. Sure, sure. Do you get a refund though if you say no? <laughs> That's
0: my uh, you know, I I didn't ask. I, you know, so yeah, I'm not I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. So you you finally feel like you're comfortable enough during the practice. You say yeah, it's a go. You get in the cockpit and the plane starts. You know, taking off from the runway. What are you feeling at that moment before you're actually in position to do this how are you is, are you excited are you nervous what's going through shannon's head
0: pretty just pretty level-headed i thought i thought it was great i thought that they fly out over the ocean um you're up in squam which is the uh kind of that northern part of washington across from victoria uh they fly over the ocean and i i just thought it was a it's a, it's a, just the flight itself was a joy i wasn't nervous there was no adrenaline um it was just kind of business yeah yeah i just i just wanted to do it and uh you know i think in in my career uh the one thing that i have maybe not mastered but i'm really good at is uh controlling the emotions Mm. and uh this was a situation where you know i just needed to be level-headed and enjoy what i was doing uh and look around and that was one thing that i taught Mm -hmm. my or i told myself that boy I, i just need to make sure i keep my head up and look around
1: and, um, and you get to the point where, okay, they give you the hand signal. It's time to go. Walk us literally, I guess, through that process <laughs> of getting up into that harness and that and that safety rig on top of the wing.
0: Well, you're, uh, you're seatbelted in the front seat of the biplane. So the pilot's sitting behind you. Take your seatbelt off. You have to click it behind you. So the seatbelt has to be um, fastened to after you leave the cockpit or before you leave the cockpit so you fasten that you step on your seat and then it's a it's a series of steps from stepping onto the windshield of the pilot's seat then onto the uh the kind of fuselage of the plane you work your way up to the wing and there's some guide wires that you have to kind of turn sideways and squish yourself through and then uh there's a pole that sticks straight up from the top wing and you lean up against that pole and there's a seatbelt that's buckled. You reach behind yourself, you unbuckle that and it's just one seatbelt that goes around your waist. You make sure that's real tight and you give them a thumbs up and that's it.
1: Hey bucket listeners. It's Roger host of the show. I just want to say thanks for all those that have been sticking with the show during my time of healing. If you didn't know, I suffered a stroke in July of 2023 and have been on the mend ever since. I appreciate everybody that stuck with me as we've gone from two episodes to one episode a week and dropping an older episode to fill in that gap. So many of you have asked how I'm doing and how you can help. My sister has created a GoFundMe account for me as I'm unable to do my regular job that usually pays for my ability to do podcasting. So if you'd like to learn more about how I'm doing and ways that you could possibly help, please go to the show notes and find the GoFundMe page uh, listed there under resources for Roger. Thank you so much for sticking with the show and let's get back to another great bucket list story.
0: Then, then he, uh, then he starts his, uh, his routine, which we're about 3,500 feet and he, uh, go straight up until he uh, stalls and they call, I think they call it a deadhead or something so he'll they'll go up until he just about stalls they'll bring the plane sideways and they go straight down towards oh. the ocean. Oh. Uh, and I think he said you're about 120 130 miles an hour.
1: Wow he'll,
0: he'll pull into a, a big loop uh, and he described it as about three G's a pull. When he pulls into that loop, and he'll do a loop, and then coming out of the loop, he'll start doing some barrel rolls, so side to side. This is yeah, like going to... on a
1: roller coaster up in the air. It's like it's like you're in a stand up roller coaster.
0: Yeah, it was the the feeling was quite a bit different than the roller coaster because <clears throat> besides that G coming out of that bottom uh, loop, uh, it was it was pretty smooth.
1: Uh huh.
0: You, you really didn't need to hold on. Um, because it's kind of pushing you back into that bar. Uh, yeah, it was, it was real smooth. So, so you don't get that. You don't get that. Those butterflies right. like the, the dropping in a roller coaster.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so I need to go back to, because I, I <laughs> can't wrap my head around this one seatbelt. Are you, do you have a harness on that? The seatbelt connects to, I mean, like, or is it just literally one strap seatbelt,
0: one strap around your waist? Oh, <sighs> Now you have a harness on under that, and there's a uh, a real small cable that goes from that harness to the side of the plane. So, in the event that you fall off the plane, at least you'll be dangling under the plane.
1: Oh yeah, sure, no problem.
0: I, I think his response was, uh, "We'll land in a field, lift your feet, <laughs>
1: <laughs> pull a Flintstones, and run real fast." Yeah.
0: Now. Uh, now to the credit, uh, the folks that run this operation, you know, safety-wise, they're, you know, they're they're spot on. I don't think they've ever had an accident. They're, you know, very safety safety conscious. Uh, but I did pose that question: "What if I slip?" And he said, "Oh, you just, you'll be dangling under the plane." Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I need to I need to gather my senses about this. Uh, <laughs> so you've done it, right? He's done his routine. Uh huh. Then you have to crawl back in, or just stay on top until you land. Until you No.
0: So the reason they don't take off or land is because most plane crashes or accidents occur during takeoff and landing. Mm. So they want you back in the cockpit. So you undo your seatbelt, you buckle it back behind you because they don't want it flapping. You work your way down to the cockpit, and then he will uh, work his way gaining altitude again. Uh, and then he gives you the the go on get. And you crawl back out of the cockpit and you tiptoe across the bottom wing where there's a, there's a, like a broomstick with a pat, with padding on it. And that's connected right in the middle of the cross wires of the, between the top and the bottom wing. And, uh, you work your way across the wing and you, and you hop onto that pole, you lay flat on that pole and you just, and you just leg lock the back of it. So the only thing that's holding you is your, your, your ankles on the back of the pole and then he'll, he'll go through the same and and that pole is actually out over the front wing. So you're, you're, you're out a couple feet in front of the plane on this pole. Uh, and then he'll go through the same, the same stunt. So he does the climb, he stalls, comes back down, loop, barrel rolls. He does that multiple times. Yeah. And then, then you're done with that. You Tiptoe across the wing. I, I stood on the wing for a, little, or a few minutes and uh, talked with him as he was flying, and then uh, got back in the cockpit and back home.
1: Did you have radio headsets to communicate, or were you just screaming real loud?
0: I was, yeah, I just yelling real loud.
1: Okay. yeah, I was pretty close wow. to his
0: head, so you know, I kind of poked my head into where he was. Yeah, just told him it was great. Thank you, great experience. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then got back in the cockpit and landed.
1: So when you when you got to the ground, finally back on Earth, and yeah. you, you're out of this rig of, you know, and doing this thing, how were you feeling when you were done? What what was the emotions or thoughts that were going through your head when you were back walking on the ground?
0: Yeah, uh, uh, check what's next. Okay, right. So um, it was great, right? It was you know, it, it was dumb. It was so great, right? It was just it was great. But uh, yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking okay, what else? Right. That's my son. You saw it, you know, you want to do it. And he's like, heck yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> and, uh, right. Then, then I'm thinking about, all right, we gotta get back to, we gotta get back to town. Cause we got a rodeo to go to.
1: <laughs> right. So um. if, if you were at a Starbucks sitting outside and talking about this with your son and somebody sitting at a table next to you and says, Oh my gosh, I've thought about doing that or I've thought about crossing that off my bucket list. What's like the one thing you would say to them that they've got to do. If you said to them, Oh, if you're going to do it, you got to do X. What's the X.
0: Oh man. I don't, I don't think there is an X. I don't think, I think just go do it. Right. There's nothing, there's nothing, uh, nothing magical, right. Anyone, anyone can do it. I mean, if you're physically able to do it, right. There's some limitations on, you know, just being able to pull yourself up on that wing. But, uh, yeah I don't I don't think there's a I don't think anyone's a capable of doing it so do it just just go just go do it you won't <laughs> you won't regret it right we've never done we've done a lot of adventures and uh, man the, my only regret is that is looking back not doing something <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah it's easy peasy
1: so you said you know what's next what is next what's the next thing you want to cross off your list
0: yeah uh, well. Down there's a there's a bungee a bungee jump. Uh, That's that's what I'd love to do, Uh, but I got to run that by the uh, CEO. There you go. (laughs) Uh, She's she's a little bit more hesitant of uh, of, uh, me doing the bungee. But it's a 300 foot bungee jump, uh, and I think it's the tallest in North America.
1: Where's it located?
0: It's down by uh, Crooked River, down Redmond area. Oh, um i like to do that uh, you know i at work i was involved in a motor vehicle accident that uh, resulted in some fractures and some other you know little little injuries and so we're, we're trying to evaluate whether that you know is, is the wisest choice to hmm. step off a 300 foot bridge
1: what's the and, reason why you want to do that <laughs> step off a 300 foot bridge
0: i you know i just looked fun because i haven't done it you know, I think that's the biggest reason. I just haven't done it. So I always joke around with my uh, my kids about be a jack of all. Don't need to be a master of anything, right? <sighs> just be a jack of all. Just just try as many things in your life as you can try, and don't worry about mastering anything, right? You'll find that one thing someday that you want to master, but just try, just just get out.
1: Yeah, you can't. Don't, you don't can't... make
0: excuses. Just try. Just try as many sports. Try as many activities. Just travel. And yeah, be a jack of all.
1: Yeah, you, you can't find that thing if you're not looking. Yeah, so, so trying everything is the looking process. So I, yeah. I appreciate that.
0: And I don't think I'm a. I'm not necessarily looking for that adrenaline or that. Uh, I just I just want to try something new. The uh, the bucket list, though, to steal a phrase from the fire service, I, I look at it more as uh, I'm part of a bucket brigade. Right, as I fill my bucket, I get to pour that into the next bucket and so on and so on. I get to share these experiences with my wife and my kids and my friends, um, and I get as much enjoyment, if not more, as a part of that bucket brigade. And sometimes it takes, for me, initiating, you know, hey, look at that. That was easy. You know, what, what are you going to do? What, what are we going to do next? Uh, and, and I think sometimes that taking risk uh, is contagious, right, a little bit. And, you know, Stephen King said, you, you know, get busy living or get busy dying. That's kind of our mantra. Like, let's let's just get busy do and do stuff.
1: Yeah. What's your why? And for me, it, I say this exact same thing as you did, just in a little bit different way. But I talk about uh, in my bucket list conversations about how you're not really emptying your bucket, but you're filling it up. And when you fill it up, it spills over into the lives of those people around you. Because if you're using a bucket list to bring yourself joy, Then that joy should be again infectious and spread. So, I Uh, I totally get it. Shan, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. And I hope that um, the the CEO gives the okay for you to the green light to to make that jump. And uh, if I have a chance to meet her at some point, maybe this weekend or something, I don't know. I I think Um, so. Yeah. When I when I I talk her her... into it.
0: I asked her, you know, what's next? And I think her comment was, Mama's going to go buy herself some shoes. That's what's next.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the rewards for being supportive are good. And thanks for sharing your story with us.
0: Yeah, you bet. Have a great day. Thanks.